Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's Pastor Michael's teaching in Job chapter 32, verses 1 through 5, called Looking for Answers. Job has given his final speech in chapter 31. We'll look back to that in a second, but I want to give you a little bit of an introduction and uh, give you the title tonight. So the the title tonight is Looking for Answers, and uh, my wife has brilliantly come up with this design of asking the why question like on a Google search kind of thing, and people are doing that more and more now with all kinds of questions, right? And there's, there's all these questions that are floating out there on people's hearts and minds. But probably the biggest question for most people is the question of the problem of evil. This question has been categorized in theological and philosophical circles as a whole area of study. So you can get books on the problem of evil. You can hear messages on the problem of evil. You can hear debates on the problem of evil. You can hear seminars on the problem of evil. But one thing everybody's agreed on is that the problem of evil is a problem. And the problem of evil is real. And we face it each and every day. And for some of us, it hits us harder at some points in our journey of life than others. But it is no less real, no less happening each and every day. Somewhere in the world, someone is suffering. Someone is asking some deep questions. And I wrote in my notes here, I suppose it is safe to say that every human being is looking for answers. There will be times that we, don't, that we don't bother, and you may be at that point in your life. There may be times when you don't care. I can remember whole segments of my life where I didn't think about the problem of evil too much. I didn't even really care about it. But as life goes on, inevitably, no matter how old you are, how young you are, you're going to run into this problem. It's going to happen for each and every one of us where we're going to look at some deep questions, ask some deep questions, and really be looking for true answers. I mean, that's the bottom line, right? We have questions, but we want true answers. We don't want pie-in-the-sky answers. We don't want answers that, you know, may sound good on the surface, but they're not satisfying in the soul, so to speak. And Job is a book about looking for answers to the problem of evil to personal loss, to pain and suffering. Job's quest, as we've studied the book, has been undertaken, but he has not undertaken the quest as an atheist. Job is a believer. When Job's uh, incident first happened and all this bad stuff happened, he worshiped God. He said, naked I've come into the world, naked I'm gonna leave it, blessed be the name of the Lord. And then we watched him on this roller coaster that we can all understand And he tried to figure out why, and he cursed the day of his uh, conception and the day of his birth, and he wanted to die, and then we'd see a little bit of hope, and then we see him kind of go back, and, and that's what pain and suffering does to us. It puts us on a bit of a roller coaster because it's hard. Job was not an atheist, though. He he continued to try to question God and lean into God, though he was confused about what God was doing or allowing. And that's something that we all can say, been there, done that many times, right? But my encouragement to you is to do that as a believer. And don't walk away from your faith 
just because you have unanswered questions. Because if you walk away from your faith, and let's just all be honest tonight, we've all had the temptation, right? To just say, I don't get it, life is too hard, I don't know what God is doing, so I'm just going to wave the white flag and I'm going somewhere else and I'll stop going to church and I'll, I'll, and there's a lot of people, let's face it, and you may be there, you may have been there in the past, that are angry with God. And they're walking around with a giant-sized chip on their shoulder and they're angry because they can't figure out why God would allow this, why God would take their loved one. You can fill in the blank. That's what the book of Job is about. And so as we press through the book of Job, we will continue to explore the overall theme, and this is what we named the big theme of the book, the problem of evil and the power of the gospel. And tonight, we'll look at a message called Looking for Answers. This is in my notes. We can all feel bombarded at times by the amount of evil and suffering in the world. Whether it's a prayer request for someone with cancer a fire that burns seemingly an entire country like Australia, a single home where a family loses everything in a fire. It could be the latest shooting, even in a church. Recently, two men killed, and then they killed the perpetrator in a church in Texas. We can think about the latest terrorist attack, the latest act of hatred on a personal or corporate level, the latest threat from North Korea or Iran. You may have heard that there was a plane crash right here at Butterfield Airport today. Pastor John was walking. He goes walking to get his exercise. He's at the park when the plane went down. Four people dead, no survivors, right here. You could, some of you could maybe throw a Frisbee to the park, and four people are dead. And then you probably heard on Sunday evening these uh, teenagers, part of a youth group at North Point and New Beginnings, out just having a little fun before the Martin Luther King holiday, no school the next day. And they, they were doing some ding-dong ditch, as I understand the story, just things that we all probably did. And they picked the wrong house, and there was a man in there who was going through his own stuff, and he chased them in his car. And according to the driver's report, he hit the back of their car, and he, the driver was shocked, 18-year-old driver, that the man would do such a thing, and then the man hit them again, ran them off the road, and killed three of the six passengers in the car. And then we, then we find out that three of the six passengers, some of us know them or know their families, and uh, the pain is unspeakable. Plane crashes, car crashes, so many things. We've been, many of us, personally and deeply impacted by the death of these three teenagers, uh, Daniel Hawkins, Drake Ruiz, and Jacob Avascu. And I, I was just recently talking to Paul, and if you don't mind me sharing a little bit, Paul, Paul was uh, telling me about a story in his own family for some, from some years ago where uh, one of his family members uh, killed his, uh, his niece, and she was only in her early 30s, and uh, the conviction was that she was murdered. And Paul had to deal with the fallout of the murder of his niece. The dad ends up going to prison, so now the mom is dead. The dad goes to prison. The kids have no parents now. And uh, it turns out that there was drugs involved, and the husband was 
under the influence at the time, and he doesn't even remember what he did, but he killed his wife. And so now we try to pick up the pieces. And now a man is in prison for probably most of his adult life. And uh, Paul, you shared the story that he's opened his heart to the Lord, which is a great thing, but the pain is there nonetheless. And I could go on, and I, I could have you come up, and you could go on, right? The problem of evil is really a problem. And as we reflect on the problem of evil, we must also include the power of the gospel because it is in a blood-stained cross, an empty tomb, and a risen Savior where my hope is anchored. But this doesn't necessarily stop the questions, the confusion, and the heartache. But we have, we have hope, and we grieve with hope. 1 Thessalonians 4.13 says, we don't grieve like those who have no hope, so just flip that around. We grieve then with hope. Now, you can choose how you can deal with this problem, and scholars have pointed out that every worldview has to deal with the problem of evil. Even atheism has to deal with the problem. Because if you want to dismiss a creator and hang on to Darwinian evolution, you're still going to have to deal with the problem of evil when it hits at your doorstep unexpectedly. New age religion has to deal with the problem of evil. Eastern religions, those that believe in karma, those that believe in reincarnation, we could go on and on. Every worldview has to face the reality of the problem of evil. And here's my question. Do you want to face it with God or without him? I mean, you know, when Jesus preached that difficult sermon in John 6, and many people walked away, many of the disciples walked away, Jesus turned to the 12 and he said, do you want to go away too? And Peter said, Lord, where else will we go? You alone have the words of eternal life. And I think Peter spoke for a lot of people in saying, I don't, I don't understand everything you just said about that teaching. I don't understand why you do some of the things that you do. I don't understand why you try to thin the crowds when every, all these people are coming out to see you and believe in you and want to make you king and you could restore the, the throne to Israel right now and sit on the throne of David. Why don't you just do it? Let's get on with it. I'll sit at your right hand. Somebody else at your left hand. <laughs> Jesus says, nope. My ways aren't your ways. My timing is not your timing. You call me Lord, then do what I say. And part of the, what we're going to discover in the book of Job as we're winding down some of the final chapters is that we're going to find our answers in the glory of God. And I don't know if you've ever thought about that, but this is kind of where the book is going and we're going to be introduced to a new character in the book. His name is Elihu. We have not met him yet. And uh, we're going to learn a little bit about him in these first few verses. Let's pray one more time. Father, thank you for each person that's here tonight. May you be glorified in the way that we break down the word of God. May you guide us by your Holy Spirit. Since this is a spirit-inspired scripture, it's for the benefit of your people to grow us in godliness, to make us fully equipped for every good work, everything we face in this life. So please use it for our growth and for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, uh, Job's final speech and the final part of his speech is captured in Job 31. And I want you to see how it crescendos. This is 3135 of Job. Job says these words. Oh, that I had one to hear me, Job 3135, 
Behold, here is my signature, as though he were signing a document now fully typed or filled out. He says, let the Almighty answer me, calls to God, and the indictment which my adversary has written. Surely I would carry it on my shoulder. I would uh, bind it to myself like a crown. I would declare to him the number of my steps like a prince. I would approach him. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. Producer Rob Newton here, and on behalf of Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team, thank you so much to our financial and prayer partners. Whether you have given a one-time donation or you have become a monthly partner, you have contributed to our mission to reach out with God's truth to all people and helping listeners like you apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You've heard that before, right? Well, we mean it. Thanks to our financial partners, we have added three new radio stations this year. Our prayer is to bless our new listeners the way we have hopefully been a blessing to you. If you're a longtime listener, would you please consider becoming a $5 a month partner? That may not seem like much, but every little bit makes it possible for us to continue our broadcasts, podcasts, and free apologetic events. Please become a partner giving at least $5 a month. Visit walkintruth.com to donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. That's walkintruth.com or call 844-48-TRUTH. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. Behold, here is my signature, as though he were signing a document now fully typed or filled out. He says, let the Almighty answer me, calls to God, and the indictment which my adversary has written. Surely I would carry it on my shoulder. I would uh, bind it to myself like a crown. I would declare to him the number of my steps like a prince. I would approach him. Chapter 31 gives us the final words of Job, of his final speech. In fact, if you look at verse 40 of chapter 31, if you were with us last week, we get the words, the words of Job are ended. That's it. Now, Job is going to give us a little sentence when he meets God, starting in chapter 38, and we'll, we'll look at that a little bit more, but this is the last we've heard from Job. The words of Job have ended. Now, what we, those of you who have been troopers and you've been with us for most of the book of Job, the next thing that we would hope to see is we want to hear from God now, okay? We've heard enough from man. That's it. We're done. Let's just have God speak. And that's what a lot of us want in a lot of situations. Enough with the talking heads. Enough with the drama in Washington. Can I get a witness? Uh, right? Well, let's hear from the Lord. Let's hear the, the, the truth, the one who is pure light. Let's, let's put aside all the nonsense and try to figure out who, what, where, and when. Let's hear from the creator. That's coming. But you're going to have to wait a little bit longer. Because before we hear from the Creator, we're going to hear from a man named Elihu. It says, Then these three men, these comforters of Job, this is Job 32, 1, 
ceased answering Job. Now, Job's final words were in verse 40 of chapter 31. And they did not answer Job, the three so-called comforters that we've met in the book already, because he was righteous in his own eyes. If you have a New Living Translation, it says Job's three friends refused to reply further to him because he kept insisting on his innocence. In fact, Job 31 is a resume of Job's righteousness. He goes through his life and he says, Lord, this is what I did for the poor. This is what I did for the orphan. This is what I did for the widow. This is what I did for my servants. This is what I did for my family. Why, oh, why have you allowed this to happen to me? Another way you could put it is, Lord, what did I do wrong? What am I missing? Have you ever had those kinds of conversations with God? Let's all be honest, whether you articulated or voiced them or not, you were at least thinking them. What did I miss? Didn't you see what I did this last week? I read my Bible, and it wasn't church. I, I read one of those devotional verses that you get on your phone. Can I get a witness? I'm really spiritual now. I read an entire book of the Bible. Yeah, it was Habakkuk, three chapters. Yeah, but I told my friends it was an entire book. I'm getting real spiritual now, Lord. Did you see how I responded to that person? The way I always respond every time I changed my tune, I didn't get mad. I, did you see? And then we want to link that to if something bad happens, we're trying to discover. We go through our resume often with God. And Job did that. And Job even said, I, I need an answer. I want an answer, please. And the three friends who we've heard through throughout the book, they don't respond. They have nothing more to say to Job. But there is one more voice that will chime in. And we are introduced to him in verse 2. His name is Elihu. But the anger of Elihu, the son of Barakel, the Buzite of the family of Ram, burned against Job. Now, there have been a lot of commentators that have said that Elihu is an interpolation in the book. And that means that they think he was added by the author of the book of Job as an afterthought and maybe wasn't part of the original. And to me, that's just a bunch of nonsense from liberal scholarship, trying to be smarter than the text is. Some say, well, it's because, you know, there's, it, it seems a little abrupt. This is the natural place now for God to answer Job. Why Elihu? I don't know for sure, but I will tell you this. It's here for a reason. And so we're going to trust that the Lord has a purpose. In fact, some have called Elihu God's forerunner because in some ways he lays the groundwork for God's words that are coming to Job. And the first thing that we learn about Elihu is that he is angry. <laughs> it says, but the anger of Elihu burned against Job. The first thing we hear about Elihu, before even we hear about his genealogy, is that he is angry with a capital A. And I have to tell you that there's probably no topic like the problem of evil that stirs more anger on, in people. Amen? Either it's your anger or the anger at the so-called people who are trying to wax eloquent about what they think they know about the universe to everything in between. And if it happens personally to us, then we can be angry, right? 
And we, we all go through that. And so ang the anger of Elihu burned. We will see this two more times in the following three verses. In four verses, in, chap in uh, chapter 32, verses two through five, there are four references to the anger of Elihu. He is a mad dude. <laughs> Angry. And I know that enough of us walking the planet, if I look at a room like this tonight, I would have to say that some of you deal with anger issues. Some of you are getting better with it. As a young man, I will tell you I had an anger issue. And I was angry at a lot of things. I was angry at a broken family. I was angry at a dad that disappeared. I had a chip on my shoulder and I tried to, to uh, satisfy you know, my desire to prove that I was worth something by you know, sports and the gym and, and you name it. But, I, but there was an anger. And that anger would come out at different times. One of the times was I was trying to change a tire in my sister's driveway and the jack was not cooperating with me. Now, the problem was not the jack. The problem was the non-mechanical gifts that I inherited. And I took the jack, and I'm talking about like a car jack, and went, and I set the world record for distance and throwing, yeah. That's one example. There's many I could give you, but they're not pretty. But as the Holy Spirit got a hold of my life, as I realized that God's the father of the fatherless, as I realized that my backstory wasn't really so much about me, it was about other people making their own decisions. As I learned what my heavenly father had for me and how he showed me to be a godly man through other men in the church that I watched, and I grew in my faith, that anger began to recede. You've been listening to Looking for Answers, Part 1 on Walk in Truth, Pastor Michael's teaching in Job chapter 32, verses 1 through 5. And if you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on our Free Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. So, just so you know, we have free apologetic events coming up, and we'd love it if you joined us. They're called 633, and that's based off of Matthew 633. Pastor Michael invites special guests, professionals in their fields, to talk about hard topics that affect the culture. In the past, we've had guest speakers that have talked about the issue of racism, the COVID-19 pandemic, suicide, and how we as Christians can talk about these issues. You can watch those talks and many others on our free Living Truth app. And having the app on your phone or tablet will help because you'll be the first to know the details about our upcoming events. If you live outside California, you can still be a part of our 633 events because we live stream them. And with the app, you can participate in the question and answer portion of the event. Learn more about 633 when you download the Living Truth app. It's the one with the red logo with the pillars or by visiting walkintruth.com. Now, here's Pastor Michael with a final word. Well, we can often feel when we're looking for answers that sometimes people don't want to hear what we have to say. <laughs> like, I have some answers to give, but people maybe inside the church or outside the church don't respect me. Maybe that's how you feel. They don't even want to give me the time of day, and it's discouraging. 
they might think, oh, you don't have enough life experience or you're not wise enough. And, and hey, I understand. And even though I'm not considered young at this point in my life, um, I can understand how someone might not take you seriously because they don't think you have the credentials or the time, uh, you know, logged. But I'll just say the Bible says that we're not to look down on the young. And uh, you know what? Find your spot to speak up because there will be people that you can pour into. And even if they're a peer or somebody a little younger, you can find a way to share wisdom and truth. But I would say for those of us who are older, let's encourage the younger ones to chime in and uh, they have a lot to offer us. And it should be a two-way relationship, no doubt. And we could do better at that. Well, this is Walk in Truth. This is Pastor Michael Lance. I'm so glad you're listening. Thank you for praying for us. Thank you for those who partner with us. We're so grateful. This ministry is touching many lives, not only on radio, but podcasting as well. We're so grateful. Would you pray that the Lord would take the ministry all over the world? You know, we're, I think last I heard uh, people listening in about 40 different countries, which just is mind-blowing to me. But uh, we'd like to get on more radio stations. Pray for us. Tell a friend about what you're hearing. And we'll see you right here tomorrow for more of the Book of Job. God bless you. Remember, Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. Your financial partnership helps us broadcast on this station, provide the podcast for free, and it helps us do our free apologetic events too. So please consider becoming a monthly partner of at least $5 a month. Or you can donate at walkintruth.com. And join us tomorrow on the station for part two of Pastor Michael Lance's teaching in Job chapter 32, 1 through 5, called Looking for Answers. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.